Thank you so very much for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. We are back. We are not drinking Modelo's, unfortunately. We have a Michelob Ultra on the table and a Bell's Oberon. Cheers. So, cheers. Uh, something, you know, I'm a big fan of Bell's beer. Brewed in Comstock, Michigan. Okay. Had some Amber Ale for my birthday that just recently happened. Happy birthday. Thank you. The big 2-8. It's good to be big great. Mm-hmm. Another year older. Don't really feel another year wiser, uh, but age is just a number, and we're here to prove that. True. By talking about wrestling, we have a full slate of things today. Let's just like get right into it. All right, it's a big buffet line. It's a huge buffet line. How are you doing? First, I need. Uh, I always need to ask that. <laughs> I always right. I can't skip that one. Right. No, I'm doing good. Uh, things are good at home, good at work, and we're podcasting, so things are good. All right. It's National Taco Day. Sure. Right, I, I, according I to the according to, to the social so- media schedules <laughs> to the social sphere, <laughs> who comes up with these 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 holidays? I, I don't know, but I mean, you you got tacos today, right, for lunch? I had tacos for lunch nice. because I saw. Actually, I was thinking about getting Taco Bell. If we were to record <laughs> at your place, uh-huh. I would have got stopped and got Taco Bell on the way. Oh, to your place because mm-hmm. it's on the way to your place of work from where I live. But. I mean, I, I didn't settle at all because I live near Pilsen, and I went and got mm-hmm. some tacos on 18th Street, which is just, there's like 12 different places you could stop. And, and have you decided just to go for Los Comales. Los Comales. I, just because it's uh, familiar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Some of those places on 18th Street, first of all, not that this is, not that this is a bad thing, and I'm, I'm uh, trailing off again here. You're good. Um, all the places that I go into on 18th Street, I get mistaken for being Hispanic. Okay. So, uh, every single time. Every single time I'm in Kamales, too. So The one on 18th Street. They start talking to you in Spanish? They start talking to me in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I have to... And I don't want to even say... I don't want to even say gracias because I don't want to even... Because not that I... I usually usually like or prefer to speak... Like, when I went to to Germany, I would try, like, here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, Germany, Austria, to speak. Like, say just, like, thank you in German. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it on 18th Street getting tacos because then it gives off the impression that I actually do know how to speak Spanish, and then they start unleashing like the whole, the whole vocabulary on me, and I'm, I'm See, a deer in the headlights yeah. after that. It, it might be. It, it might not even be that. It might be just like, oh, this dude, he's like from Hispanic background, and he's giving me that I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> like that's what I would think. Do you, you think they don't believe me if I were to say I don't uh, speak Spanish? No, no, they'll believe you. Okay, but the, you're like, oh, is this you know? You have a Hispanic ba- Hispanic background, and you never even made the effort to learn Spanish. Oh, no, I'm not that guy. Right. I feel like that's worse <laughs> than what I am, which is basically like, you know, I know I know uh-huh. my, you know, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm speaking the language that mm-hmm. is predominant in the country I was raised in. But, yeah, no, I'm not that. Yeah, no, but that's, <laughs> that's what, you know, if, if that was the case where you're like, you're kind of like, dropping words here and there like you might get that person people might get that perception you know oh yeah that i just never learned it or cared to learn for Mm -hmm. it no no that's not the case but what i'm trying to say is that there are some places like i've i've been on a place in 18th street i don't even know how to pronounce the name but we went in there and it's like you know when you go into a place you like know the drill it's either seat yourself there or whatever there was this one place where i went into with a co-worker once Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if they if they did and not that they have to this is not a requirement, but I don't think they spoke a lot of English in there, which is fine. And like we didn't know like what to do, kind of if that oh, makes you didn't sense. Know if it so was like sit down or go right. up in order or exactly. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of left, but that's why I chose Kamales because it's uh, I know you like, know the, the drill. drill. <laughs> I know the drill. You know uh-huh. how you order and like what what there is because there's some places that only ser- sell certain types of Mexican food, and then Kamales has the whole uh, plethora. So that's why I went there. I don't know who makes up these hashtag holidays, but <laughs> I took full advantage of it today. That's what's up. Can't and no Taco Bell. Tacos at Los Comales. You didn't have Taco Bell today? I didn't have Taco Bell. I didn't have any sort of tacos. I actually had um, Hooters. <laughs> National Taco Day. Yeah, I went to Hooters, Hooters for lunch. It's very American of you. You know. <laughs> 
It's uh, how was it? it? It was good. I mean, it's wings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, accompanied by a Modelo. Yes. Nice. For lunch. So you did have a Modelo today. Yep. Nice. Um, so and uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. That's I cool. Mean, yeah. But we got to eat dinner, right? I guess it's, up in a yeah. buffet line for some dinner. Wrestling buffet line. So this is not wrestling related, but I just want to give a sh- quick. Well, first of all, quick uh, rest in peace. And I know I know there's a lot of people posting your thoughts and prayers aren't going to do anything because of um, gun laws and things like that. We don't mm-hmm. have to take take the turn for it, but condolences for everything that happened in Vegas. Condolences for, for sure. um, Tom Petty, who I grew up listening to. Very okay. sad to hear uh, like the passing of him, and then it's like, oh, wait, maybe he's not that, and then I actually he did pass away. I believe it's confirmed. I'd have to check with my news source it's, on that, which is basically Margaret, because she watches the news. It's been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my, my, my child, a little bit of piece of my childhood died because I used to grow up sitting in a shotgun listening to Q101 on the radio. My mom is a huge, still a huge rock and roll fan. Mm-hmm. She likes alternative. She likes 80s, like hairband rock. She just likes to have a good time. But I listened to a lot of Tom Petty growing up. So, And then I saw him recently, I believe it was this year, in Wrigleyville. This oh, summer. Wow. Saw Tom Petty perform so in Wrigley uh, Field. So it was sad. And I just wanted to give a shout out to him and maybe we'll close out the song with a little Tom Petty. You open to that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, salad bar. Salad bar, jumping right into do it. You want to huh? start us off on these fresh greens? So one of the things that, <laughs> that um, that's, that's pretty fresh and it's um, almost not ready to indulge is the 30 Ooh, nice. for 30. Yeah. Rick Flair coming up. I think that's going to be super good. Did you get to watch the last 30 for 30? Um, Was that the XFL one? Oh, that was the last one, right? Because it was an XFL. How many are there about WWE? A lot. Um, I might. It might not be a thirty for thirty, but there was an SP, ESPN like NXT. Was it like a Breaking ESPN Ground, sixty something like that? Yeah. And that was about what? And that was about. It's when uh, the Adam Rose story came out, and there was a lot of uh, Corey Graves and how he went from being a wrestler to an announcer. Oh, wait, so Adam that Rose... That wasn't a 30 for 30, was it? No, I it think was that was something a, on the network, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was a ESPN okay. documentary. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so the XFL one, I semi-watched it because okay. I didn't watch it live. I tried to find somewhere where it was being streamed. Okay. Um, it was pretty good. Did you watch that? No, I didn't no. watch that. Did you watch XFL at all? Uh, I remember a couple games. Mm-hmm. I remember how ridiculous the names on the back of the jerseys were. <laughs> uh-huh. And there was a guy named He Hate Me. I think he uh-huh. might have played for the Chicago team. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I just remember there was no fair catch on punts, which is just mm-hmm. an, an absolutely insane <laughs> idea that there's no fair catch on a punt. Because you have a guy screaming down the field to tackle you, and you're, you're not looking. You're standing still. You're stationary. Mm-hmm. And you're looking to catch the ball in the air, and you're just going to get drilled. Like, yeah, that's you know not, you're going to get hit no matter what. Yeah. Right. So that's, uh, Vince is a crazy man. We all know that. It, I it, love the football, though. I don't. Even, was it good football? I don't even like. Was it? Was the the black is a black leather? Oh, ball. you mean like the look of the, the actual the, look of the actual football? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, that was. I remember um, buying that football when you were little too. There was like a miniature version of that, or uh-huh. like a smaller version mm-hmm. of it. I, I've definitely played backyard football with that yeah. that XFL ball before. It's yeah. uh, very kid friendly. Not but, the um, sport, but the football. Right. So November seventh, we're gonna get the Ric Flair thirty four thirty. And I think that's going to be awesome. The preview I love looks all thirty four thirties. The the preview, the package that they released, yeah, just gets you pumped. It's and uh, it's like sad in a way. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, especially because it's so timely with this whole like you know big scare <laughs> right. that we had, right? Of of Ric Flair, you know, being pretty close to to kicking the can. I wonder if he planned it. <laughs> it's I'm all a work, <laughs> <laughs> just to get more views and more uh, book mm-hmm. sales. Yeah, it's very timely, just considering that he almost died from being an alcoholic. Yeah. And now, I think a lot of it is just going to touch on his lifestyle, how he was, who, what every wrestling fan wanted to be, what wrestlers now want to be. Like Triple H, hundred percent would say that Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. Like, right? Uh, Triple H wanted to be Ric Flair growing up, so. He was just on top of the world, probably on probably with a huge ego. Like I don't blame him. Probably untouchable. Mm-hmm. Probably let that lifestyle get to him. Probably wasn't there for his family a whole lot, uh, at least early on. So I think it's going to touch on just the rock star lifestyle that wrestlers live, which they do live a rock star li- lifestyle because they're right. well. There's a different type of drug. 
probably not cocaine, but there's a different type of, in most cases, like in performance enhancing, right? Right. And right. then the road. And, and the lifestyle of, mm-hmm. of a wrestler, you know, 30 years ago from, you know, what's going on now, it's a bit different. Very. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so that's going to be interesting to kind of, you know, see that, um, you know, that comparison to. Right. There was just less rules with everything back in the exactly. day. So, yeah, it'll be really, really cool, really touching. Um, definitely one of those things I'm going to like make a point to watch on its debut day, which you don't hear very often. It's like, yeah, I'll record it and watch it later. Yeah. But if I'm free, like I want to sit down like when that airs initially. Absolutely. So I know you wanted to uh, bring up you know, one of the Bobby Heenan memorable, mem- memorable moments. Yeah, this is, and this is a little old considering that Bobby Heenan passed away. Once again, rest in peace. And I, I wish I would have talked about it like on our last couple of podcasts. I think right. we've, we've had like at least two recordings since it happened. But have you ever watched, have you, have you ever watched like the full, not the, you don't have like at least the full match, not the full card of the NWO when it was born? Mm, probably not. So, and that's that's fine because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen like the clip and like, everything a thousand like every time every year, every, uh, on its anniversary every year, like everyone posts uh-huh. about it and it's, and it's so cool. But that moment is s- extremely special for me. At least once again, I'm getting pretty nostalgic with the salad bar because <laughs> Tom Petty um, and now this. But I rem- WC I watched like I said uh, Attitude Era boy me watching switching back be- between wcw and wwf at the time and i watched a lot of wcw because wwf was just i wasn't allowed to watch it in some cases because it was so vulgar okay so sting and the nwo like that was that was my high that was like number one of my wrestling growing up not that that was just what i watched the most not yeah. that it was the most entertaining but it was like what i watched the most and got what got me like really mm-hmm sunk my teeth into um so this was the start of it all and i remember watching it growing up and i've recently since i've gotten the network i've watched it a couple times back with like different people like the whole bat we've watched like most of that bash at the beach i think it was 96 card okay um there's some matches on there that are pretty decent some that are forgettable but throughout the entire show they do the commentary for the match itself where hogan comes in and drops the leg on savage and turns is so good and like the the whole commentary throughout the whole show is like some of the best work that i've ever heard personally with and and bobby heenan, heenan is on it. it's bobby heenan dusty and tony shivani oh wow so two of those guys two okay. of those two of those guys aren't with us anymore and then mean gene is in the back but the whole the whole card they're just making every match they're making hints about who is this mystery third man because that's the whole thing oh i think i heard about this yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's coming back uh-huh. right so the match was sting Sting, Luger, and Macho versus the Outsiders, who had mm-hmm. just debuted. And then the Outsiders had a third man, which is Hogan. And, like, there's a lot of, like, back... There's I think, like, Hogan showed up that day and they decided it was going to be him who would be the third man. Oh. Like, it, it was talked about it was going to be Sting, etc. Sting almost turned heel that night. So Hogan shows up and he, he they're going to do it. And then the whole thing happens. But, like, throughout the entire match, they're just... They keep referencing and like Mean Gene's trying to get before that Mean Gene's trying to get interviews with the outsiders, but they just keep referencing who's the third man and like mm-hmm. they don't so, let you forget it. Yeah, they don't let you forget it, and it's so funny the different ways they they keep like bringing it up. Like I think Bobby Heenan's like, like at he, one point he's like gonna run down himself or something. Is this is this is my I may be confusing with another story. Uh, I'm not. He might say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't remember that uh, in particular, but. I remember he's just like, or Tony, could he be sitting next to us? And like he said, it's funny because he's just like, he's speculating the announcers, like he's speculating everyone could be the semester third man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hogan is coming down the ring to interfere in the match, but Hogan hasn't turned yet. So Hogan, so he's like everyone's out. like, mm-hmm. here comes Hogan coming to save like Sting, Luger, and Macho Man. And they all painted their faces too. Mm-hmm. For first, like Macho Man and Luger painting their faces look like Sting, so like the team looks really cool. Okay. Um, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I have this friend Frank. I'm not you've never met him. I think I've mentioned him a couple of times, but his friend Frank Menelisino, who's a fan of uh, older wrestling, <laughs> him and I laugh at this laugh at this quote all the time. But Bobby the Brain Heenan like spoils the turn coming down the ramp. I don't know if this was intentional or like he just slipped oh, up because. He's not looking at his monitor, and he just looked up. And no, he I think it before he gets to the. I ring. think he obviously knew it was going to happen, uh-huh. but Hogan's like coming down the ramp, and everyone's like, "Here comes Hulk Hogan to save the day," 
And then Bobby Brain here and goes, yeah, but whose side is he on? Oh. <laughs> As Hogan's coming down the ramp, uh-huh. and Dusty Rhodes is like, what are you talking about? Like, he's obviously a good guy. Uh-huh. And, then he, and then he drops the leg. And then there's, like, so much good commentary after mm-hmm. that, too. Like, Dusty's like, you just sold your soul to the devil. And, like, it's just so... Bobby the Brain Heenan, like, throughout that whole show is just, like, amazing. Like, the whole booth is the way they really make you, like... They creatively, it's not to the, it's not to the point where like they're like annoying about it, like probably mm-hmm. like Michael Cole would be. They're just okay. like they're working it into different. They're asking the question in so many different ways throughout the show that it's like it's entertaining and it makes you want to know. Yeah. Um, but that 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 line with whose side is he on? Like I will tell te- like <laughs> Frank Frank will randomly text me whose side is he on uh-huh. like in all caps. And when he died, he said that. Or mm-hmm. the brain he didn't pass away, he said that. So I just want to bring up that moment. It's a special moment in my childhood and. Bobby the Brain Heenan was one of the best. That's awesome. I got to go look yeah. that up. Now I got to mm-hmm. go watch that. Seriously, just the, just that whole last match. Um, and this is Bash at the Beach, 96? Yeah, I believe it's 96. I might be getting my year wrong. It's 96 mm-hmm. or 97. Okay. I think it's 96. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a three-on-two match, and then Hogan comes down, and, and that's and then he cuts the, the promo, and that's what starts the NWO. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so cool. good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I watched, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, the favorite uh, Bobby the Heenan moment. And uh-huh. I did some some YouTube searching, and and I listened to his uh, induction speech in 2004, which um, okay to the Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame, WWF. I don't know WWE at that point, yeah. 2004. Um, and I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I was he definitely had some comedic moments in there, which I always love in in, in these um, of course Hall of Fame speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, he even said something along the lines of. Um, Pat Patterson just said will be translated to English later on tonight. <laughs> hey, That's I funny. Hard on that. So we got Hell in a Cell coming up this weekend. Yes, we do. I'm gonna just run through the card real quick and then just let me know what matches you're looking forward to seeing. Yeah, because, perfect. Um, I believe we're gonna see this together, right? We should be watching it Sunday with right. a very special guest that we'll announce later. Right. Okay. So Chad Gable and Shel- Shelton Benjamin versus the Hype Bros. This is a pre-show. Then we have Bobby mm-hmm. Roode versus Dolph Ziggler, okay. Randy Orton versus Rusev, Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's <clears throat> title, mm-hmm. uh, tag team championship match, The New Day versus The Usos in a Hell in a Cell, okay. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE championship. Okay. Uh, for the United States championship, we have AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Okay. And then we have what I believe it's going to go in as the main event. It's a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Yeah, that's um, on the poster, correct? That is on the poster. Mm-hmm. You think uh, is it announced as main event? Uh, it is not announced as the main event, but okay. I think just because it's a Hell in a Cell, it might just close the show. Yeah. Right, and there's going to be, I believe, I don't know, maybe Rand- Randy versus Rusev right before that, and before that it'll be the the WWE title. Do you think that's going to? You think Randy and Rusev? Second it's, to last, yeah, just to get the palate cleanser off of Jinder Mahal mm. and Shinsuke. Yeah, no, that's not a bad. Uh, that's not a bad idea. The palate cleanser. They they seem to do that right. That strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't want to see. I mean, it is what it is. But last time that Randy versus Rusev uh, happened was like a super quick match, and it was just not. I w- yeah, I would so. love to see Randy versus Rusev get the most amount of time in the mid card. So if you want to. Say the mid card is like, well, there's a lot of titles on the line. There, yeah, there are a lot of titles on the line. It should hopefully go longer than Rude and Ziggler. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know if it's going to go as longer. I feel like the WWE Championship match might be really short. Uh, but I would love to see Randy and Rusev go like over 11 minutes. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. And do you think gender retains? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think that the feud is super sleepy. Yeah, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. nothing that I could really, you know, be like, be excited for. Like, if I see the names without knowing any background of what's going on right now, I could probably get behind it. Like, Jinder versus Shinsuke. Yeah. Like, it'll be cool to watch. Um, so, I'm I'm looking forward towards the, the wrestling and what, what what goes on in the ring. But, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Jinder retains. I, th- I think that I would go with Shinsuke because if Jinder retains, I don't know what they're going to do next because I don't see them doing three to four more weeks of build-up where Jinder and Shinsuke like only make, another. make contact with each other once mm-hmm. where it's just Jinder cutting promos. Like, I don't see that. So I think a switch or a change is due because I just don't know what happens after if Jinder retains. And when it, Well, I, I do, but it's not, like, pretty. It's more of the same blah. More of the same? Mm-hmm. 
we'll see. Owens versus Shane. I think it's it's fair to say that we're we're both behind Owens. I am. Do you think Shane falls off the hell in the cell? Falls off the top. Uh, That's I, a better I, question. I kind of don't want him to. Right, because then that becomes Shane. Like, even though that's Shane's thing, like he's gonna fall off of. What if Owens takes a bump off the hell in the song? No, nah, I'll I'll pop for that. That would be <laughs> that would be very very pop worthy, and then somehow like still wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, people are gonna talk shit regardless, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm all down for that. I think your show stealer on this card is the tag team championship match. Hundred percent. Is this the first time that there's a tag? I think the tag so. titles and a tag team match on a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has the components to it. Because uh, Kevin Owens and Shane is not just a Hell in a Cell. It's a counts, uh, false count anywhere match now, too. Okay. So with that, with that, they're going to go they're outside. They're going to go outside the cage, yeah. They're going to go outside. Or the, the cell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting to see Kevin Owens take a bump off of it. Or, like, maybe a hanging bump. Really yeah, kind of like the, the, the Rollins and Dean bump. Right. Um, this match could really make... I'm not that Owens... Owens is already really good um, and over, I yeah. believe. But I feel like this could be a match you remember. For sure. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to be with a special guest, which we'll announce later. Yep. We'll we're going to watch like the later. whole pay-per-view live, which we usually never do. So <laughs> probably be live tweeting during it as well. So make sure you follow us at the number two heels on face on Twitter. That's right. Um, the last item I have on the salad bar is uh, Leo Rush making his uh, in-ring NXT debut tonight versus Alec, um, Alistair Black. Remember when we were talking about who we want to see Leo Rush wrestle? Yeah. I don't think any of us said Alistair Black. I don't think so either. And I think this is because um, I, I noticed it because uh, Leo Rush actually was the one who tweeted it out. And he hashtagged it match of the year already oh snap so it's a must watch so i'll definitely obviously i won't be able to watch that live but i'll definitely catch it tomorrow morning or something do you i feel that um leo rush has debuted very early from being announced that he was signing yes no like usually Uh, like they keep him off for a while but maybe yeah but i think uh maybe because rude moved up like that leaves an empty spot I mean, I don't know if they need him, but I think it's not a bad time for him to, yeah. to jump on board. It's going to be a really good match, and Alistair's going to win, and it, but it's going to be like a sign of respect. Yeah, it would be cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, there's some stuff that's happening, and even like that Adam Cole match, they're kind of doing things to make you kind of watch NXT and 205, like the things that they're doing. Yeah. They're having like kind of these features where, I mean, just having Enzo on there, like that's 205 is just getting so interesting. It's to the point where it's like, it sparks your interest to the point where it's like, oh, maybe I should uh, when, maybe I should watch this. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> when usually you just don't skip it Or at least you over. won't scroll through the highlights right, in your right. Facebook feed or something, you know? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely something that makes me, uh, catches my attention, you could say. For sure. So let's. Uh, do you have anything else uh, for the salad bar? No, no. That's a, that's a lot of greens there. It's, you know, some croutons maybe. Um, it was like a sad salad. Why is it a sad s- salad? There's just so much reminiscing oh, well, and nostalgia know. and you know thoughts of Kevin Owens falling off this hell in the cell. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, I'm ready to lift the mood here. All right, so let's go into the main course, the hot plate. Uh, this weekend we had a lot of lady wrestling. Tons. I enjoyed it. Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, we went to go watch the premiere of Signature Move. Yes. Um, so this is the, a movie about... Um, how, how would you describe the movie? Man, it's like... Uh, it's it's using... Once again, it's like... It has a lot of... It does a lot of things that Chad Deity did. Chad mm-hmm. Deity was a little bit more wrestling focused. Where Signature Move had had uh had Some wrestling, wrestling in it but it was kind of like an outer layer not that it was bad it was kind of like the linkage of everything that was going on in a yeah way. yeah 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 chad deity almost like the story was kind of the wrestling was like the rapper it was like yeah it covered the story a little bit mm-hmm. but it was like and then the wrestling and signature move was kind of like the bridge almost, yeah so you could say mm-hmm. um but it does it does a lot of it uses wrestling in like the same way. It uses wrestling in the same way that Chad Deity did, where it's it's not the main focus of the story, and the main focus of the story is break like breaking down stereotypes in some sort of way or breaking down barriers. So the main character is Pakistani, right? Yeah, it's a Pakistani woman, lesbian, lesbian mm-hmm. who takes care of her mother. Yes, 
you know, within that culture, like all like certain things are are not accepted and uh, yeah, it's very strict. Very strict. Um, so her not coming out to her mother is part of the, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, she meets a, a Mexican American woman. Yes, who's also a lesbian, and um, yeah, like you said, it it, it definitely goes into um, topics that sometimes you're. Um, they're not portrayed in the in the big screen correctly or or, or appropriately, or they're just looked yeah, at. Yeah, or really anywhere. Yeah, not even the big screen, but just really in mm-hmm. life. Um, it's very educational in that sense. Yeah, it it opens your mind a little bit to. It to may, this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was talking to. You, I was like, I, I don't feel like I'm cultured enough. Like, I f- I feel like that I grew up, and my mother, God bless her soul, she's a little uh, just because of the way she was raised. She's like a mm-hmm. little hesitant. At times, okay. Like if she knows you, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But she's a little hesitant at times, or safeguarded around peoples of, or around other, like people of different races. The L L G, oh man, I didn't, I had it. LGBTQIA, they said. IA. So I don't even know. That's what you were talking about. Like yeah. I don't even know what the IA means. Right. Um, so like, and I think we looked it up, but uh, I, I don't I know it off remember. the top of my head mm-hmm. right now. But it's like I said, that's and just an example of a, it educating us and making us more cultured and. It, it's and it's a great example of just like being so accepting, which is always mm-hmm. a good thing. And the whole production producers, whatever. There's so many people involved in a play in a movie. I can't even keep them all straight. Right. The whole everyone who's involved in making the movie act. The act, entire actresses, crew was right. also were, if not all of them, most of them were Chicago people, right? Yes. Which the movie was also filmed in Chicago. Yep. And by right like right behind us <laughs> right. they did some screen they did some uh camera shots and i was like that's pilsen uh-huh. and like you can look, probably look out if they're using they're using the bridge that's literally like 25 steps from here yeah um i don't know if it's like if it's exactly i'm on the corner of morgan and 15th street but like they could have used uh they could have used because there's the racine too yeah. mm-hmm. but like one of these bridge shots was like oh that's right by my place yeah mm-hmm. so it's there's a fun. lot of chicago supporting mm-hmm. sh- chicago um artists which was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, and they did a Q&A. Yeah, at the end they did a Q&A. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was... And, the, and a lot of... Like, they addressed a lot of the... A lot of the reasons why, like, so much race and uh, it was, you know, how LG... What is it? LG, LGTB. LGTBQ? I, I don't think that's right. No. No. <laughs> um, but how friendly it is towards that, mm-hmm. towards the queer community, right? That's the right way to say it. I you, hope so. Yeah, I mean, it we is. don't mean it. It is. The, the, the Q in that it stands for. Right, court. that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it almost like very, like very passionate people about this and very passionate and making, you know, a lesbian Pakistani woman just the norm. Like it's that's mm-hmm. that's not considered the norm right now or that's not considered like, but it is. And it's like we should be accepting of other people's differences. And why is she different from any? She's different from anyone else, but she's not less of a person. Right. So yep. it's just about being yourself. They're very passionate about that towards the Q&A. And we'll have a list of all the people, or like at least some of the main actresses. I don't have, we'll have that in the show notes or the notes in the description, though. I don't know those off the top of my head, but yeah, but, fantastic um, movie. Yeah, it was Short, a really good sweet. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, short and sweet to the point and very enjoyable. Um, after the movie, we were going to go to the after party, which we did, but we made a stop to get some tacos. Yes. Uh, I had a torta. All right, you had a torta and mm-hmm. I had some tacos, uh, some joint over. What neighborhood were we in anyway? Old or Irving Park or Old Irving Park. Okay. I think. West of Wrigleyville. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not very familiar with that side of the city, but. No, neither am I really. Um, I just looked at it on a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we made it out to the after party and we, we watched, what, a match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some mm-hmm. people, there was some. Um, it was a quick match, but some people who were wrestling, I think, actually wrestled on the second night. Yep. And then, like, the main actress, once again, I'm forgetting her name, but she got into the ring. And, once again, forgetting names on the podcast. Very Jesus. unprofessional of us. Mm-hmm. I do remember one wrestler's name, though, who we, we, we will bring up, and she gave me shit for it. But mm-hmm. uh, and the link in Signature Move was that the, the main character was also like she was using wrestling as like her outlet basically for a lot of different things so at, at you know at the end of it i won't spoil it but at the end of it she's in a wrestling match with a mask on and the 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 
poster for signature move is the two main characters who are in love kissing each other with luchador luchadora mask excuse me yeah so this uh she got into the ring again and was kind of running the ropes and doing some crazy stuff while they were like acknowledging all the people the vendors the merch etc it was very like we were wearing suit jackets so it was like kind of a very formal event yeah there's a lot of um you know theater people and uh, actors and actresses. Um, so there was like a dance troupe at the crazy end. Crazy dance yeah. troupe. Well, before we left, yeah, we watched a dance performance in the ring. Yeah, what did you <laughs> think of that? Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I mean, hell, they were pretty good. Uh, yeah, they were tripping me out a little bit. <laughs> How so? Just uh, I didn't really understand what was going on. It was like a flash mob, but in the ring. But it wasn't flash mob because it was planned dance. Right, and they had uh, Gatorade. Water bottles. Uh, we got sprayed with water. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, cast and crew. I'm on the mo- I'm on the site right now because these these actors deserve their names. Right. For sure. Go for it. Um, Fazia Mirza. I might have said that ro- wrong. That that was the main actress. Okay. Zainab, I think her name was in in the film. Yeah, you're right. Um, Sorry, Sanchez. Then was the other the, co- the you could say the co mm-hmm. co main actress. She was the. A Mexican-American woman who's also a lesbian, and her mother was a luchadora. Um, director is Jennifer Reeder. So, like, we, we'll have more, but I feel like Fazia, Fazia, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, the director. They deserve their names and us not forgetting them. So just a quick Google search, and I wanted to backtrack on that cool, really quick. Cool, cool. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, so then night two, um, there, was no, there was a screening for the movie again, but we didn't attend that because we had already watched the movie. Correct. We went right for right into the uh, wrestling action. So it mm-hmm. was a Shimmer and Rise night. Life, Love, and Lady Wrestling. Was yes, you're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want me to do just go through? Uh, well, let's. What what well, stood out from you? Well, first of all, night? first of all, thank you How to Gnarly Pop for our invitation, for True. inviting us mm-hmm. to the event. We talked to Brian from Gnarly Pop. Very very down to earth. Very cool guy. Loves his wrestling. Um, him and his wife started Gnarly Pop Productions, uh, and that's Gnarly, G-N-A-R-L-Y. P-O-P. P-O-P. So you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, gnarlypopproductions.com, I think it is, or gnarlypop.com. Just look it up, and I'm sure you'll find it. Type, do a quick Google search. They invited us, so thank you to both nights. So thank you to Brian for inviting us to both nights. And then Brian hooked up with Shimmer and Rise, the promoters there. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got the talent. So it was a wrestling show after the on the second day after the show, the second showing to promote the movie itself. There was actors there, a bunch of different people. Uh, and we'll talk about some people that we met and interacted with. But for reference, the card, right? Yeah. So I'm going to run down the card really quick. I'm not going to say everything. I'm not going to. We're not going to discuss every match. Right. Because right, we're going right. to be here forever. <laughs> but I just want to say. Um, for for the, for me the first for mm-hmm. this being the first all women show yes this is our first show, all women show yep I I was I was pleased I enjoyed yes. it um, and I definitely am you know looking forward to to attending another Shimmer Rice show like uh, I, yeah. I had a good time the wrestling was right on I feel like we should have been attending more Shimmer yeah. shows like. I think that the talent overall like blew me out of the water. Like I don't think I've been giving them enough credit. It was Shimmer's always kind of been like, "Well, we'll go to AW, we'll go to freelance, we'll check out other promotions," but it's Shimmer always gets kind of put on the back burner. And although some of their shows run during like Saturday day, mm-hmm. where we're usually like doing things, and and I think um, based on on what they were talking about that night, like their shows, they do, you know, they do run for for. A f- quite a few hours because they do a lot of tapings too. they'll do like yeah they'll do like three shows at once that's when i mm-hmm. when i was looking on the website and i was looking on the website my initial thought was like why are these tickets so expensive but then mm-hmm. i realized you're like getting tickets to three shows yeah because they're all filmed in a day and they'll do like they'll start what at like one and then they'll i don't know yeah, I don't really they know start the during the day mm-hmm. in the afternoon and then like they'll record all through the night so you're getting, t- I think you're, and maybe I was just looking at like the packages, but you're mm-hmm. buying three shows at once in some cases. Yeah. So if you split it up between three shows, it's actually, it's like, oh, these tickets are free. Yeah, and absolutely worth reasonable. it. So. Uh-huh. All right, really quickly. Super Pereira wrestled Randy West. Uh, Thunder Kitty wrestled Zandra Bale. Kikio, whose name I remembered. 
She Shout gave me Kikyo. She gave we can talk wait. Well let Kikyo. me go through the card and then we'll come back to her. Kikyo. Right. Uh wrestled Kiara Hogan, Delilah Doom, wrestled Dust, Dominic Fabiano and Laney Luck. Wrestled ACR, Amanda Carolina Rodriguez, and La Rosa Negra. Negra. Mm-hmm. That was a tag team match. Chelsea Green wrestled Rachel Ellering, Samantha Heights wrestled Hudson Envy, Hudson Envy, excuse me, and the main event, which they did uh, also like a tear apart promo on this. Uh, it was kind of like the re- their incarnation of Lesnar versus Taker, where like the whole locker room comes out and tears mm-hmm. rips these two, uh, breaks them up. Um, is Mercedes Martinez over Jessica Havoc. So that's a, that's a that's a really loaded main event. So you knew that was going to be good. All right, I'm going to throw it back to you now. Out of all those matches that I just named, things that stuck out to you. So if we go in order, um, and not because we forgot her name or whatnot, but Kikyo definitely yeah. caught my attention. She caught her attention at the previous show at Zello uh, Pro. Yeah. But... She actually had some mic time here. Or no, she didn't have mic time. No. But she actually was loud enough to like cut up a small somewhat promo before right. her match. Um, just talking trash to to Bale. And was it Bale? No, it was uh Hogan, right? Kara Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. The girl on fire. The girl on fire, which she was pretty good as well. Like I, I enjoyed both of her performances, but mm-hmm. um um I don't know if this was uh Kikyo's uh t-shirt debut of my name is kikyo i'm gonna kick your ass um, it might have been but you know she, she said that to me on twitter <laughs> that's right but uh yeah she she definitely uh you know was talking trash and just her her heel work was was pretty good and and uh, uh like we said at the end of the night like you know we're now a fan of kikyo yeah so kikyo. i talked i talked to kikyo 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 beforehand because we did forget her name on the ozello pro show and she and she's right. We're supposed to be pre- prepared as podcasters, and it was like there was a card, flo- there was a match card floating around, so we could have just figured yeah. out who she was. We just didn't put in the time to do so. So she gave us crap for that, and rightfully so. Uh, but we made up, mm-hmm. and I think that Hogan, Kiara Hogan, Kiara Hogan, was the girl on fire because Kikyo was drawing so much heat, <laughs> so right. much heat. She was smack talking. She was doing like the Shawn Michaels laying on like the the rope oh, across okay. the uh-huh. ropes. Um, I think that her and Havoc need need to get on the same page because they kind of wear the same ring gear ring gear a little bit. Like they maybe they should you know I think they even wore the same color this night. That's what right. It I like think to me. that's what you pointed out. The so the colors were very similar in their gear. Yeah, but there was a ton of there was like five in a row hair pulling five counts that mm-hmm. that Andy had to keep Andy the ref of course had to keep breaking up. And so Kikyo was going back to that over and over. Um, she did like a she she yelled out "Make a wish" and did like a wishbone split. Yeah, move. Um, and then there was this little kid. There was this little kid who was like so into it too. He was sitting yeah. to the right of us. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like a this was a quieter, newer venue, quieter venue. There was like probably two to three rows on only three sides of the ring, filled with people. Some people right. standing. So. You could hear a lot of what was going on, and that's why you heard every word out of Kikyo's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And I think she finished it off with a Mission Noku driver, but she her heel work was on point. Probably one of the best, on, if not the best, on the card. Yeah, heel I work. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Delilah Doom stuck out to me. She is awesome. Yeah. Comes out to the Robin Sparkle song from <laughs> How I Met mm-hmm. Your Mother. Do you know that song? Yeah. Doomies Never Say Die. She uses that, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But her her personality is just off the charts. Like I I love her energy. I want her energy in like every match, every show that I an indie show that I go to. Like I would love if she was there, just because her her energy is so over. She doesn't try to be anybody. She's not like that's her. And she wrestled Dust, and Dust had some good heel work as well. Yeah, I've never seen Dust. I've only seen Delilah Doom once before this. Mm-hmm. But I just love her gimmick. She does like those knee thrusting pumps in the where no, she's like do, she's like two. doing aerobics yeah mm-hmm. fantastic like that really her stuff really stuck out to me she did a widow's peak oh they should, yeah yeah that's she right did a widow's peak um i think that match stuck out to me i think that uh chelsea green versus rachel ellering was I, really good yep i was actually gonna go into that like go I into really, it then yeah no, i definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed the match um and i think i was like into this match i'm like oh it's rachel ellering 
Um, I wasn't giving enough credit to Chelsea Green, but I yeah. think Chelsea Green is what made We overlooked match. her. Yeah. Maybe just because we don't know. Right. Like, I've heard her name, and I know she's been around or whatnot, but I did not give her enough credit. After this match, I was like, she is what made this match 10 times more interesting. Yeah. Like, 100%. Rachel's just so, such a squeaky clean baby face. Mm-hmm. So, like, you needed Chelsea Green to balance that out and, like, get the crowd involved. Yeah, this was it. the night where, where the heels definitely got all my attention. Oh, yeah. And the heel versus heel main event, technically. Like, right. Mercedes yeah. is working. Mercedes took, like, five powders out of the ring. Yeah. You know, that, that that's a heel move. Like, people who can powder out of the ring really well. Owens is a master of powdering right now. Uh, but Mercedes is doing powders. But, yeah, Chelsea Green's heel work, Dust heel work, Kikyo's heel work. All really, really, really Havocs good. Havocs, and um, I think, um, I don't even remember, um, La Rosa Negra, I think, that is, she's the one with, um, mm-hmm. she had uh, the Puerto Rican flag. Yep. Um, like, she was, like, it was a tag team match with uh, Amanda Carolina Rodriguez. Is that ACR. right? ACR. ACR. Uh, like, they weren't on the same page at all, but yes. uh, La Rosa Negra was just giving her shit the whole match. Yeah, two heels that weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like almost like a Sheamus and Cesaro, but both of them are heels, and they don't really get along. Yeah. And they were, remember they were, like, twerking all up on Andy, and Andy didn't want none of that? <laughs> right. That was really funny. I thought this match, I th- the, they did a really good job. I think the heels really did shine throughout this yeah. whole card. Like, that's a great point that you made. I thought this match was a little, was very clunky at some times. And I think that it just needed a little bit more better choreography. Yeah. But, like, the interactions that everyone had with, even, like, Laney Luck with the crowd mm-hmm. were, like, really good. So, like, in terms of move execution, I think that match fell short a little bit, if I were to give a little criticism. But every, like, those heels, like I said, all the ones I mentioned, and not don't, don't even count out Havoc, were, like, I feel like they had the crowd, the crowd in their palm of their hands at some times. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, what do you think of the main event? I think it was an unexpected finish. Okay. Um, like, I was enjoying the match, and I just... The finish kind of, like, took me by surprise. And yeah. And I was like, wait, what? What just happened? Like, a lot of people were complaining what happened in No Mercy. Like, as soon as the match was kicking into that last gear, it ended. Uh-huh. That's what I, I yeah, thought that's a lot what of people like happened. Yeah, that's what it felt like a lot here, yeah. That's what I... Honestly, that was, like, the truest... No, I thought No Mercy was good overall, like, as a card. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the truest thing, though, with every single one of those matches. Like they all ended, they all ended before they got they like hit their tipping point or their mac their climax. And you're talking no mercy. No mercy. Okay. I think this one was the same. Yeah, this main event definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely ended like that for me. Yeah. Um, I was I wish there was more, but I know I don't know if it was time or whatnot, but just the finish took me by surprise and and it left me wanting more, which it could be a good thing too, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was hair everywhere in this match. <laughs> yeah. I just kept noticing like hanging it hanging from the middle ropes. Okay. I was like uh, if I were Andy, I would uh-huh. just be like as I was counting, I'd probably just have hair all over my arm. Uh-huh. Like there was just so much like throughout the maybe it just accumulated. We needed like Brandon the ring guy to like get in there after a couple of these matches and just like sweep sweep it up. Sweep forever. Sweep, sweep, <laughs> sweep. All right. But there was just a ton of hair everywhere. It, but in terms of like overall move execution, they did a lot of things on the outside, like double heel work, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a roll up using the ropes finish by Mercedes, but like it was a really, really good match still overall. And yeah. I'm, I was completely, like you said, pleased and shocked that the Shimmer card was like this. And, good. and I thought it was just to, you know, to emphasize a little bit more on that main event. Yeah. The, the work that was done leading to the main event at the beginning of the card with the pull apart. Uh, from Mercedes yeah, and Havoc. they did their Lesnar taker mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, where where um, the the whole locker room comes out and all that stuff. I thought uh-huh. it was great. So definitely enjoyed the match, enjoyed the whole card, and and yeah, the the heels shined throughout the whole ma- throughout the whole card. Yeah, uh, we interacted with a lot of cool people there. We talked to Nate, who and once again, forgive me, but his he had a role in Ch- he was Chad the, the He was a ref for Chad Didi. No, he was not the ref for Chad Didi. He was the ref for one for one the of back, these. The backup. Oh, was he? Yeah, but he had a different role. Uh, when we wa- when we went to go watch he Chad was, Didi, he yeah. was he was there at the you know at the table. You I know, thought I saw stuff. something that he was the, he also had like a production. Role. Oh, production role. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that could be true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nate was there. He was really cool. We mm-hmm. talked to him both nights. And he got hit in the face by Mercedes Martinez. So shout out <laughs> at to the Nate. pull-up part, yeah. Yeah, during the pull-apart. At the end, at the, after it, he's like... And at like, night one, he was a ref for that, yes, for that one match. correct. Um, after it, he's like, my face still hurts. And I'm like, really? He's like, no. It's <laughs> like, kayfabe. I was like, oh, oh shit. I protect didn't protect the business, I didn't Nate. protect the biz. Or he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, he had me fooled, too. I, I thought he really got hurt. I don't know. Just because he said that. Maybe mm-hmm. he said that, like, way too genuine. Uh, tone to me. All right. Uh, we talked to Harsh Gagumo, mm-hmm. who was also in Chad DD. All right. He was uh, VP. He was VP. I think he was the understudy. The understudy of VP. I understudy think. VP. Mm-hmm. But uh, VP, the original, got hurt or something. So, so Harsh, Harsh got a, yeah. Harsh got in a lot of uh, acting work. But he moved here from Boston. Welcome to Chicago. Bro. Really cool guy. So he's like new. He's like completely new to the Chicago indie scene. And I'm pretty sure he's going to one of the JLM nights. Yeah, I think and he's like super excited for it. Yeah, he'll be there for night one, so uh, we'll see him there. Hopefully, um, he's checking out the indie scene here, so yeah. that's pretty cool. And he's a wrestling fan, which is yep. cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that you were in a play about wrestling, moved here from another city, and you're a wrestling fan. Really cool guy. We talked uh, Popper Hales a little bit. Was there? Yeah, uh, the infamous uh, Papa Hales on Twitter. Yeah, making the the rounds in the indies. Yeah, making towns. Um, and I forgot, I think I talked to him, I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I think he's a retired teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's got a lot of time, and, uh, you know, he worked hard his whole life, he's got a lot of time on his hands, and he's just traveling around watching wrestling. Enjoying wrestling. Well, what else do you want to do? More power to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to Aaron Klein from Not Your Demo Yeah, Not pod. Your Demo Pod. Uh, they were actually there night one, but we didn't get to see them. Like, we saw them across the room, but we never got a chance to talk to, to um, Aaron and uh, Stella. Yes. But um, we were able to... Uh, you had met her before. I had never met her. Right. So I had to go. I had to introduce myself and say hi. And uh, yeah. just... Chicago p- wrestling pod people yeah. got to know each really other. Really fun to talk to. Really cool. Uh, Sarah Joy Shockey was doing ring announcing. We talked to her as well. Yeah. Uh, she did a great job. She's just... I mean, she can talk and her voice is loud enough. She maybe not even need a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but the enthusiasm was there as well. Almost as much enthusiasm as the Lila Doom. Let's not get carried okay. away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are just a lot of people. And then obviously Brian from Gnarly Pop as well. But just a lot of people that we interacted with and wanted to give a shout out to for just being part of the Chicago, you know, the local scene, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. And people we're looking forward to seeing uh, more often, I'm sure. Great. Into the dessert. So I want to talk about something just really quickly. Yeah. And someone... I, it's, so it's interesting that yeah. you brought this up to my attention because I've known about Kate for a long time. Okay. Uh, Make it loud at Make it loud on Twitter on Twitter. Um, and I I don't know if I've noticed it when she was barely starting this project a few years ago. Okay. Um, but I've always been attracted to to her work and, and how she breaks down the uh, the women participation throughout Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, she does amazing infographic type of posters. Or there's even a I think at the end of the year she like puts together a book, ebook oh, yeah. of some sort. She's got a book out right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll let you talk about that. So I think we should I think we should like dedicate a segment in the future to like wrestling and marketing. Like, I think that would be really good for both of us. Okay. Considering that, uh, like, our daily jobs, how it translates into, like, there's there's always so many things like WWE does, and I'm just like, oh, that makes so much sense. Or, like, like you know, recently, it was like, what was it, like, two years ago? Not even two years ago. Then they, like, switched over to that, like, endless scrolling for their website. Yeah. You know that? So, like, mm-hmm. that's kind of new. I just think, like, maybe in the future we should, like, bring up wrestling and marketing and like the whole thing i know we talk like we talk we try to talk about it as much as we can like young bucks right mm-hmm. the whole thing with gender like that whole push so i came i came across kate on my own i didn't know that yeah. you had seen her work um but she i'm on www.rawbreakdownproject.com so she's a graphic designer but also a wrestling fan and on the site though is just statistics and infographics yeah of Raw, things that happen on Raw and SmackDown. So, like, I'm on the, I think, the front, the homepage, and there is like pie charts breaking down uh, the percent, the total airtime for the Raw on October 2nd, uh, how much like the women's division got. And, uh, and then it does it for SmackDown too, and it has, it uses like the, the wrestlers' faces, but they don't have any like 
Yeah, it's just a, like Eyes, a flat nose. design. Right, and oh. it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a ton of stuff. It, it'll break down like how long some promos went. It's all like kind of based on time, too, which is cool because mm-hmm. we always talk about matches needing the proper amount of time. Like, so we, that's what we, I, 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 I complain about that a lot, I feel. But like, you need, I don't want to go into the ramp, but match, a match needs a certain amount of time to tell that full story. So like, she points out a lot that the women aren't getting like, the percentage of time that they probably should have and right. stories are suffering. And she so has data to back it up. And there's data to back. Like you can't argue these stats. Um, so it's just a lot of really cool stuff. And I don't want to get into it too much because we'll be here forever talking about it because it's that damn good. Um, there's a year two annual report. Yeah, that's the one. That's mm-hmm. the one. She has a Patreon page, it looks like. Uh, but I'll let you go to rawbreakdownproject.com and see for yourself. But shout out yeah. to Kate. Uh, retweet her stuff on Twitter. Right, go to her website. Um, it's a WordPress website. It's really well done, really clean, white background. You yeah. can see everything. It's great, and you know, definitely uh, shout out to Kate, and uh, hopefully you guys check it out again. That's rawbreakdownproject.com. Yeah, really, really cool wrestling and marketing. I just love how the two kind of blend together sometimes. So they can. You can market anything, but it's cool to see how. Um, especially up. in this day and age, mm-hmm. the graphical representation that she brings with the the stats, the breakdown. The yeah, you would think it's like her full time job. Uh, I yeah, don't, I, don't I mean think it is, but hey, yeah, more it's power really to well you. Done. But mm-hmm. but it's really well done. All right, so moving on in the dessert. Um, yeah, we're in the area. dessert right now. Yeah, that's a little little tasty little tasty thing. So we mentioned uh, a special guest in which who, which we will be watching. Um, Hell in a Cell with. We did. Who's that? You're going to have to help me with his last name. Tony from AEW, the ticket guy. <laughs> Tony the ticket guy. Tony the ticket guy. Also known as Tony Rican. Tony Rican, that's what it that's is. That's his wrestling name. Uh, you, you know, if you've been to an AEW show, you've probably seen him. He's, he's given you your ticket. He has checked you in. Yep. Uh, pretty cool guy. He wrote he, something on your hand, probably. <laughs> right. Times. Probably, you know, put an X on your hand or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He has uh, his own YouTube channel. Um, Average Guy Gourmet. Average Guy Gourmet. So, you know, he makes, you know, great looking dishes. Um, and we'll be actually uh, meeting him up and we'll probably do some, some cooking with him. And he'll be joining us on the pod, right? Yeah. So he hasn't confirmed, I'm sure. But as of right now, I mean, oh, he, that, he, now we're putting him in the hot seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> he confirmed initially. I just, checked, I just checked in to make sure like we're on okay. for Sunday. We should be. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do a little cross collab. Yeah. Hopefully. Like, he does, he, he does a lot of his cooking uh, his, and for his YouTube channel, which is get, gaining a lot of traction right now. He does a lot of it overhead cook, cooking angles mm-hmm. where it's kind of like those tasty videos that you see where it's like the camera's overhead and you With see the person like personal touch right mixing the ingredients mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of like meaty dishes that like a average dude would would, yeah. would enjoy um he doesn't make a lot any like wrestling themed dishes but we're hoping to do a wrestling theme one so we have us probably doing a video with him, him being on Two Eels and Vase podcast, and then we have Hell in a Cell. We might be spending like f- six <laughs> hours with, with Tony. Uh, we'll see like what his availability is, but like we want to do a collab. Um, yeah. You're going to AEW on the seventh, so we'll probably like talk about yeah. that show there mm-hmm. um, on October seventh in La Salle, which is the day before, right? Yeah, which is the day before. So we'll probably have like a lot to talk about, ask him some questions about just like AEW, maybe his career. Um, Etc. And then we're gonna watch Hell in the Cell. So it's gonna be a fun-filled day of so cross. Fun collab. fact about Tony: the only time that I got to see him wrestle was at a Blitz Russell Fest. Okay. Uh, probably about two years ago. He okay. uh, and later on talking to him, he said he had just, he just filled in for somebody. But um, that leads me on to us finding out that uh, Blitz is no longer. I yeah, looked who that said up. That? To, so Aaron told us that. Oh, she did. Um, yes. And then I looked it up today. And yeah, their their Facebook page says thank you for the memories, and it's it's done and over with. Uh, well, he says you know, uh, Scarpone, the promoter there, he like I don't want to say bye, but we'll see you later. And there's no more Blitz. Really, one less promotion in Chicago. One less promotion. Well, <laughs> while there's like seven others coming up. Right, I bet you um, um, all the people who signed or not really signed but committed the Blitz are not feeling too great right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's there's enough work out there, so hopefully we there get is to see them work. out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, book Garza Jr. <laughs> he's available. Garza Jr. In the yeah. Chicagoland area. And he's good. And he's good. 
AEW sees a day. This card looks is this card is I don't know where it, oh, like once I looked at the full card I was like holy shit they are packing it does in. it again they're packing it in in LaSalle. they are this card is stacked mm-hmm. it's almost too much I think I think they might be shooting themselves in the foot again with too hey. much I mean there's looking at the card you're like holy shit super card great you know kickoff of their uh, Knights of Columbus season if you may right like, yeah their fall season their fall season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let, I'm just going to run down the card real quick um, to let you know what's on there. Hit and, me. Um, all right, let's go. So, uh, six-man tag team ladder match. This is to become the number one contender for the tag team championship. Cool. That puts right. some, uh, some importance to it. Right? right, which I... So, the question when I saw this, it's a ladder match. Like, is, are they grabbing on to something? Are they pulling something from somewhere? Or Maybe like a briefcase. Or just the ladder is in the way and it's a weapon. Or they just pin, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's going to be Connor Braxton and Cody Rice versus Ace Perry and Paco. Hashtag push Paco. Of course. Versus Trey Miguel and Stephen Wolf. That is going to be crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just going to go through the card now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Chucky <laughs> T versus Kurt Stallion. Okay. Eddie Kingston versus Mike Hardenbauer. He's a local guy. He's the local guy. So he's going to be a favorite there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Side note, Eddie Kingston uh, just uh, ended his impact contract. So okay. um, I don't know what that means like, maybe for, he's, for maybe him. Maybe right? like, lightening his schedule. Probably. Okay. Um, Sammy Callahan versus AR Fox. Yep. That's going to be good, too. Uh, Bro Baker and Jake Something versus Zero G. So get to see Zero G. Is Carla again. going? Carla's going. There you go. Uh, Michael Elgin and Myron Reed versus Shane Strickland and Keith Lee. Again, another crazy tag team match. Right. Um, and then this is for the Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, we're going to have Allison Kay versus Rachel Ellering, Candice LeRae and versus Britt Baker. Okay. Um, so then we have the Tag Team Championship match, which is Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier versus the Hooligans. The I can, hooligans hear, I can are, hear you getting out of breath because it's just so much. So much. But <laughs> I'm excited to see the Hooligans again. I missed them. Uh, has back been, from injury. Yeah, back from injury. So good, good thing they're back in the, in the Indies and especially back in AEW. Heavyweight championship match. AEW heavyweight championship match. Ray Phoenix versus Penta El Cero M. That is... Take a breath. The main event... I will probably run out of breath then. Clear your throat, I think. I will definitely, <laughs> you know, my throat will not be okay after this card. You're gonna for need, sure. you're gonna need a 12-hour energy <laughs> shot straight to the dome. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, at this point, it's like the the big question is who's driving, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's a bunch of people, so we're gonna have to make it with like in two or three cars. Okay. Yeah. So this is packed, bro. Dude, I don't even know where to start with this. Like. The the women's matches oh are going to be great. Uh, we, I mentioned a few great tag team matches. Sammy Callahan versus AR Fox. It's like that match uh, doesn't like, even need to be on it. Sammy Callahan versus AR Fox doesn't even need to be on the card, <laughs> and it would still I would still buy a ticket to the show if I was free. You <laughs> yeah. know, uh-huh. like you could or you could leave that one and like get rid of the Elgin Shane Strickland Keith Lee match, which is just like it's just like unnecessary, not in a bad way, but like in a unnecessary yeah, in a good way. You could be like, all right, you could save that one for another time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that'd be fine. Um, but hey, they're getting us out there, right? Like they're making us go and that's for, this is probably so. like the push. Okay, now okay, Lasalle, mm-hmm. you've seen. You've seen us now. Okay, like, now we're trying to get Chicago people to make the trip. So this yeah. is, like, I think this is the big LaSalle push. Maybe this is, like, kind of a make-it-or-break it fall season, too. Like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's certain that LaSalle is, like, always something that they're going to do. So maybe they see True. how they – And, and there, we've, seen, we've seen people come from LaSalle in to watch, like, Shane Strickland and Keith Lee in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So now they bring these guys yeah, yeah. back to them. It's a shorter drive for a friend, Rich, who drives in from the uh, tri- the yeah yeah mm-hmm. all, all like the Quad Cities area. So I think this is kind of like a they're they're pulling out their big guns in LaSalle now, and let's see if it draws. Let's see if they can pulling do out it. the big guns. Paco's gonna be there. Paco is a gigantic <laughs> piece of weaponry. <laughs> He's yeah. gonna get pushed. Trey Miguel and Stephen Wolfen. It's just so much athleticism. Connor Braxton and Cody Rice, and you have the bases to balance that out. Mm-hmm. And then push Paco in the middle on top. Sounds great. Yeah, Kurt Stallion, I think this is his first AEW show. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, at least that I've known. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Kingston's going to draw a lot of heat versus Hartenbauer, the local guy. I think that match will be short to save some time. Um, but there's like a lot of ta- there's so many tag team matches on here. I think Rachel Elling will deliver. Good to see the Hooligans back from injury. Ray Phoenix and Ray Phoenix and Penta fight forever. Those are all my comments. Yes, sir. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it afterwards, uh, probably on Sunday. Probably with Tony. Yeah. Did um, you try to mask your, your heels and face for me here? Yes, sir. You know I can just highlight it yeah, and I like, know. change the color. Okay. You can. We're looking at our agenda here. And Chris is now going to say his two heels and face, the name of this podcast, right? that have stuck out to him recently. So, And, Chris, and we usually do each other. Like, we'll, you'll do two heels and face. I'll do two heels and face. I didn't have any recently off the top of my head I could think of. So instead of throwing in a yeah, bunch of... Yeah, let's alternate. I'll do it this week. You'll do it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Chris tried to hide them from me on the, on the, on the Google Doc, though, by just... Highlight that highlighting them. Yeah, in black. I put a yeah, yeah. black, and so and there I wouldn't be any revealed them. Yeah, <laughs> to the world. So yeah, so my first heel was um, Kikyo. Yes, right. She deserves it. She she deserves it. All right, All right. <laughs> um, and for obvious reasons, we 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 talked about the heels in this uh, Saturday card. Yeah, um, definitely. Like her heel work was great, and that goes hand in hand with the next heel. Uh, Jessica Havoc again. Also, it had been a while since we had seen her um, in the Indies, or at least in the promotions that we go to. It was great seeing her on Saturday. She delivered above and beyond. Did you associate these two because they were both uh, wearing the same? I wrestling did not. Outfit? I keep them separate. I know they're two different people, and they're great for different reasons, or maybe similar reasons. But uh, they definitely caught my attention. These are the heels that you know I've. I definitely can't get behind on. Um, and yeah. for uh, the face, um, I put Gnarly Pop just because they put this event together yeah, to help promote the, the movie and, and to, re- to help wrestling fans know about the movie by inserting a wrestling show that would actually get us to go. And, um, I, and they're great people, so I gave them the face of the week. Cool. Yeah, gnarly pop. It's gnarlypop.com, not gnarly pop. Not gnarly pop productions.com. I think they're gnarly pop productions on Facebook. Yeah, but yeah, the like the matches, fantastic artwork by the way too. But it was really for being a first show, really well done. And there was even some like travel issues too. Yeah, and they persevered. Like there, there might have been like people or promotions with the travel issues. They might have been like, okay, like this isn't working, and like crumb- they didn't crumble. Under the- there was a lot of pressure put on them. They didn't crumble under the pressure. Yeah, they, they found through. a way to work around it. They had a long intermission. They had uh, people come out and do segments and promos and things like that, and still put on like a hell of a show. So, shout out to them for being their first uh, their first wrestling show and it being a success, in my opinion, at least. Absolutely. All right, so that is the end of our pod. Yes. Quick plugs. There are articles now on twoheelsonface.com. <laughs> New articles. We promised them, and they're here. We're and doing more to come. We're doing. We're kind of packaging up our podcast in these articles on our website. So, like, if you're clicking on our links, you're going to see a lot of these articles. We do that to provide a lot more context on what the podcast is about. We give you timestamps. Like Kikio said that she likes to listen to podcasts and skip around. Mm-hmm. When we were talking to her, so we'll give you those timestamps if you want to skip around to the salad, to the hot plate, to just uh, the intro, to like just the end, etc. Like, skip around, do if, your thing. If you just go listen to us to find out who our heels and faces are of the week, right? You know, <laughs> so it, it's true. Like that's how people are watching wrestling. That's uh, like I told you. Like you can't watch a full show anymore. Right. There's too much good wrestling right now. You pick the matches that you want to watch and then you watch them. Feel free, as long as you're hitting that play button, feel free to do that with our podcast and skip around to the part that's best. Absolutely. And then it's giving, it's also giving people the option to listen to SoundCloud or iTunes because there's a barrier to entry with SoundCloud, so we realize that. Mm-hmm. You have to make an account to listen. So like maybe you clicked on one of SoundCloud links and you want to go through the hassle of making a SoundCloud account. I get it. There's or a, download the app or whatever. Yeah, issues. download the app. Uh, you have to make an account for literally everything today. I understand it's frustrating. So We're just trying to make it nice and easy for you. Right. So we'll have that in iTunes then. So that's like another option that could, that could happen. So we're putting those in article format, giving you a lot more just content to absorb and munch on. And 
that's on our website as well, twosonaface.com, and there are some other things we've talked about as well, and we'll be adding to it. If you want to... If you have articles to contribute, any any thoughts you yeah. want to put together and, and have us post it on the site, mm-hmm. we're, we're open to that. Send it to us at info at twoheelsinterface.com. Yep. Um, all right. Well, you can find us at Two Heels in a Face on Twitter. You can find Charlie and wish him a happy belated birthday. You don't at, have to. At Chuck underscore Colorado. Yeah. You can find if you want me it, sure. at Compadre Chris. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Tall and she grew up right with the Indiana boys on an Indiana night.